Hello, dear listeners. This podcast has reached its final episode. I've started a new podcast titled Build Your English, which you can find at patreon.com slash buildyourenglish. There, you can access your weekly free episode and its transcript. I hope to see you there. How do you talk about feelings with confidence? In the C1 speaking exam part 2. Let's find out. Hello, this is Christian from Cambridge Advanced Speaking. How are you doing? I hope you're in good spirits. And as always, it's a pleasure to share another lesson with you today. And if you didn't know, I run the website Get Ready for Success, where you can find the audio, the lesson notes, and even the video of this episode. I create and share all these materials because I want to help you speak better English and get a high mark in your C1 speaking exam. In today's lesson, you will learn vocabulary and phrases to help you speak confidently about feelings in part two of the speaking exam. Now, for the listeners who are not familiar with part two of the exam, let me give you a quick overview. So in part two, you talk for about one minute and the interlocutor, that's the person who asks you the questions, will not interrupt while you are speaking. So they also call this the long turn in C1. Then you are given three photographs, which are all related to the same thing. And the interlocutor will tell you what the theme is and you then choose any two of the photographs to talk about. So you get three, but you have to choose two. The interlocutor will then ask you to talk about two questions related to the photographs and the theme. And these questions are also written above the photographs for you to refer to while you're talking. So here's an example. Let's imagine that I am the interlocutor. So, in this part of the test, I'm going to give each of you three pictures. I'd like you to talk about two of them on your own for about a minute, and also to answer a question briefly about your partner's picture. Candidate A, it's your turn first. Here are your pictures. They show people doing things together. I'd like you to compare two of the pictures and say why the people might be doing these things together and how the people might be feeling. Now, if you are following this lesson on my blog, you can see that I've put three pictures at the bottom of the lesson notes. You can use these to practice part two, but before you start doing this, let's have a look at some common adjectives you could use. So, adjectives to express feelings. Now, we're talking about common adjectives, so let's start with words like happy, sad, angry, terrible, and excited. Now, of course, these words are a bit too common, right? I mean to say, you should mix up your answer in the exam to show off your speaking flexibility. And to help you do just that, I'm going to share some synonyms you could use in the exam. 
So let's look at some synonyms for happy. So you can say, he feels happy, but you can also say, he feels cheerful, or they feel pleased. Maybe you want to use the word content. So she seems to feel content. Or you might want to use the word elated. And that also means very happy, just like content. You can also use the structure she's happy about or she's happy that. And then you can say she's glad that or she's glad about something. You can also use the word pleased here. She's pleased that da 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 da. Or maybe you want to use the word delighted. Yeah, that means very happy. Or thrilled, thrilled to bits. Right? Let's look at the word angry. So here are some words that might be less familiar to you. Do you know the word cross? The adjective cross, so he feels cross or he is cross. She seems to be very cross about something, yeah? She seems to be very angry about something. You can also use the word irate, I-R-A-T-E. For example, the owner was so irate, he almost threw me out of the place. Then you have the word vexed. V-E-X-E-D. And you can say vexed at. So, for example, he is vexed at the slow sales clerk. Or you can say vexed with. I'm very vexed with you. I'm very angry at you. That means. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I love prepositions. They are my pet peeve, really. So, angry at, vexed with. You can also say vexed at. Uh, and cross about something. <laughs> Lovely, those phrasal verbs. Uh, phrasal verbs, I mean prepositions. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's move on to the word sad, right? The adjective sad. So you can use here the word despondent. Did you know that one? If you are despondent, you're very unhappy because you have been experiencing difficulties that you think you will not be able to overcome. So, for example, uh, he felt despondent after he was made redundant. You can also use the word dejected instead of sad. If you are dejected, you feel miserable or unhappy, uh, especially because you have just been disappointed by something. And, of course, you can use the word miserable instead of sad. <laughs> instead of sad? No, instead of sad, Christian. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Terrible. I feel terrible when. Of course, you can also use the word awful there or dreadful. I feel absolutely dreadful about what has happened. Yeah? Dreadful. Now, another common adjective you could use to describe feelings, especially in part two of the exam, is the word excited. However, be careful there, because excited can mean very happy or very worried. So if you're excited, you can be so happy that you cannot relax, especially because you're thinking about something pleasant that is going to happen to you. Uh, 
in my case, I'm very excited about living in Madrid, right? That's an example sentence. But you can also be excited and then you are very worried or angry about something. And so you are very alert and cannot relax. So to give you a contemporary example, in my view, there's every reason to get excited about inflation. Okay, now you know plenty alternatives to show off your English when you need to talk about how people might be feeling, can be sad, can be happy, can be angry, terrible or excited. It can be much more, but I want to stick to 10 minutes, 12 minutes per episode. So I wanted only to focus on these uh, five examples, okay? Now, finally, last but not least, let me just point out one more thing, okay? Because in part two, you need to speculate. And this means you need to be able to use words like perhaps, reckon, Seem, make out, suppose, maybe, it looks like, impression, my first impression, appears. So don't forget to use these expressions when you practice this part of the exam, okay? So for example, you can use phrases like, it seems to be, or they seem angry. For example, I think I can make out that the woman is vexed. Or you can say, I reckon, I suppose, I guess, that he feels miserable. Another phrase that you can use, it appears to be that she is excited about something. It looks like she is excited about something. And a tip that I always give my students is if you want to start this part of the exam, it's always a good idea to say something like my initial impression yeah, or my first impression is that. Da, 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 da. Okay, then that's it. Lots of expressions, uh, in particular uh, adjectives, of course, to help you express your feelings in English and with confidence. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please share it with someone who could benefit from it. And as always, if you have any questions about this lesson or any feedback, anything you would like me to add or clarify, then do get in touch with me. You can email me at christian at getreadyforsuccess.com. I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, Go and check out my website, Get Ready for Success. If you're preparing for Cambridge C1, it's a great place full of interesting stuff. All right then, that is all from me for today. Take care of yourself and each other, of course. Speak soon, my friends. Bye-bye. Oh, and one more thing. You might have heard that I have a new podcast. It's called Build Your English. Every week, from Monday to Friday, I publish 10-minute lessons that teach English in a fun and effective way. I talk about all sorts of topics, from everyday subjects like food, travel, books, and language learning, to more serious ones like history, politics, culture, 
and even philosophy. The episodes are spoken at a speed you can understand and come with downloadable mp3 files and PDF transcripts. So by dedicating just 10 minutes a day to our lessons, you won't just see improvements in your English, you'll also enjoy the learning journey. I invite you to listen to an episode and see for yourself. Patreon.com slash build your English. Patreon.com slash build your English.